Today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social justice. For every State Bag purchased, State hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need. But their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back. And part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% off of their next purchase at statebags.com using code P-O-D. That's 15% off of your next purchase using code P-O-D at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. And welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And the Panthers pull off the win. Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. It was a shutout, baby. 20 to nothing. Carolina Panthers. Woo, I did not see a shutout coming at all during this season. Nobody did. <laughs> this I mean, is this... the first Carolina Panthers shutout since 2015. I mean, whew. Where has this defense been? I know we played some good teams, but man, this defense was swarming to the ball, was getting constant pressure on Stafford. This it was I, a very favorable confluence of events for the Panthers today. The Lions looked terrible. I mean, we can't even we we can't joke about it. Like they looked bad. Oh yeah, uh, was... Stafford was a little hurt. They were missing some key guys, but the Panthers' defense just like I'm not gonna take anything away from them. They were awesome today. Yeah, I mean, they still had Stafford out there. They still had Marvin Jones. They had Adrian Peterson. Still a professional football team. Yeah, like (laughs) this is a team that that they were supposed to be competing for a playoff spot. They were still in that chase. They had a lot to play for today. More than the Panthers had to play for. They laid an egg out there. Yeah, big old goose egg. Hey, by the way, how many? If you had just had to guess, maybe you've seen the stat, but how many? Shutouts do you think the Panthers have had in their entire franchise history? Six? I don't know. Eight. Huh, in their entire franchise history. I, I thought it was more. Uh, but this is one of them, and this was a great game. Uh, you know, P.J. Walker started in this game. Kinda, we'll get into that in a minute. Me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a few minutes because initially it did not look like he was going to uh, start. But uh, we will kick this off, our game review, with... The key plays of the game. Jerry, kick us off. Starting off, our second drive. 52-yard pass from PJ to DJ, leading to the uh, Mike Davis touchdown. That play, first of all, beautiful throw. It was right mm-hmm. on the money. Caught DJ Moore right in stride. Brought yep. us right down there. From there, we were able to continue on the drive, get the touchdown. But it kind of gave them that momentum and kind of – I think it loosened up P.J. Walker to kind of be like, oh, I'm playing football. You know, it's it's the same, just against better competition. Yeah, I mean, this P.J. to D.J. was all game long. I mm-hmm. mean, D.J. Moore must hope that Teddy misses a few more games because P.J. was looking for him. 
all game long. And it was that was a great connection. But that play in particular, you know, you and I sort of talked a little bit before the game and did a little bit of twittering. And, and that was something that we were hoping to see today was open the field up a little bit with Teddy not playing. Let's see if PJ can, you know, throw the ball downfield. And he did. He Especially on that play, just right off the bat. And I think that put the Lions on their heels a bit. And certainly was a portent of things to come for PJ to DJ. And, yeah, just got the game started off exactly the way yep. you needed to. Now, third and three, moving on to our second one. Third and three, first drive of the second half. PJ to Curtis Samuel touchdown. He caught him in the back of that Curtis end zone. Samuel. He threw a nice ball. Yeah, nice catch by Samuel keeping – he got three feet in, yep. technically. Uh, yeah, PJ's first touchdown pass of his career. Congratulations, PJ. Not only that, it put us up two scores, and it kind of mm-hmm. revved up our horrible drought of the third quarter, so it was nice. Exactly, yeah. that Panthers broke a lot of streaks yes. today uh, and did a lot of great things, but uh, another great connection, PJ mm-hmm. to Curtis. I mean, they... They look good all day long. PJ looked like he knew I, what he was doing out there. Yeah, absolutely. When we get in the full breakdown, I was going to say, PJ, yeah. he lit him up. PJ looked really good. Yeah. It looked like he's not a veteran out there, but he looked like he had the capability of becoming a great or a good he, quarterback he, in this league. He looked like he yes. belonged. Yeah. And we, we remember back when Will Greer started last year, he looked like he didn't belong. So it was... <laughs> he looked like he did not belong, yes. <laughs> so that was going. Now, moving on to our third key play of the game. Third and 10 on Detroit's 49. Detroit had the ball. This was after that illegal formation called back a touchdown. Brian Burns mm-hmm. and F.A. Obata get to Matt Stafford, get a sack, force him to punt. I think this was kind of a... Those two together were a momentum change because at that point we were still up. I think it was only 14 nothing, And, you know, they could have gone down there and gotten at least a field goal, you know, kind of got some momentum. But after that illegal formation and then us stopping them and forcing them punt again, just I think just broke them. Broke them mentally of, yeah. oh, really? Yeah, and to, and to go into a little bit more of that illegal formation, that, that was the play, I'm sure anyone that watched the game knows, the long 51-yard touchdown of Marvin Jones, who made an excellent yeah, catch, uh, was called back because of the illegal formation. So and this just a couple plays later, Burns and Abada get just all over. And this was another amazing connection today was the Panthers' defense uh, and Matt Stafford because they were connecting all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. They were all over yeah. Matt Stafford today. And going back to that illegal uh, formation, Shaq had good mm-hmm. coverage. He almost intercepted it. It was yeah. good defense. I mean, yeah, it was just a, a great catch by Marvin I Jones. I don't want to knock him too much, but yeah, that was impressive. So those were the three key plays of the game. I, I think those really turned the tide of the game to the Panthers' way in. Um, the pass to DJ Moore led to the Davis touchdown, the third and three Samuel touchdown. And then that third and 10 sack just kind of dropped them. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there are other key plays. And, and technically that last one is probably two two plays yeah. in there. That's a key, key sequence maybe. Um, but we were kind of joking. One of the key plays, you know, could have been that first third down. 
third down stop by the Panthers in the first quarter. You know, because that sort of set a trend and got the Panthers off the got that monkey off the Panthers' back. The Panthers had more third down stops in the first what four uh, four drives by the Lions than they have had in the last yeah. month of games. Uh, just this defense looked completely different. They today. forced on the punt six times. Let's be honest, six punts. Yeah. I think that we could go back to seven, eight games and combine them, <laughs> and we don't have six punts. Or maybe have it. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I mean, I, I don't know. Certainly, by far, the most punts that they've forced in a game this season. Um, the most sacks that they've had in a game this season with five I mean, sacks. Almost, and your boy, Brian Burns, was just a freaking force They had force 11 today. sacks going into the game. They had five sacks today. I, just impressive. And they were, they were there so much more than just getting those five sacks. I felt like they were back there rushing Matt Stafford the whole game. I don't know if he was worried about his thumb and he kind of threw some errant passes with those or what. Yeah. 11 quarterback kits uh, that ESPN has. It feels like it might have even been more. They were all they were in the backfield with him all day long and pressuring him. Uh, and that does and I don't even know what the pressures were. It had to be probably 20. I mean, they were they were all over him, but yeah, Stafford didn't get a lot of help out of his receivers no. either. A couple of easy drops by the running backs uh, and tight end. A couple of guys just not not doing Stafford any favors out there. Um, Panthers just, I mean, they shut down the running game too. You know, 40 yards rushing for Detroit on 17 yeah. carries. And this was a close game pretty much all the way until like the very end of the third quarter. You know, into the fourth quarter when Detroit really needed to start throwing the ball. You know, they were trying yeah. to run it and they couldn't. They just had no opportunity. Absolutely, it, it was it was amazing. And like you said, they tried. They had seventeen rushes. I mean, they kept going to it till the fourth quarter. Yeah. And at that point, you're down three scores. You got to throw the ball. But this defense, yeah. where have you been this season? This is an this defense looked so good, and I'm just so happy because this. Detroit Lions offense is not a a horrible offense. No, and and they were missing some key guys, like we mentioned earlier. You know, Kenny Galladay didn't play. Um, Swift didn't play. I think they had a, a couple of offensive linemen maybe that weren't playing. But uh, they still have some talented mm-hmm. guys out there. Marvin Jones, Marvin Hall. Marvin Hall didn't do anything in this game, and he's been pretty important yeah. for them. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson had a decent game as their tight end, uh, but the running backs did nothing. And of course, you got Adrian Peterson back there; he's pretty old. But Carryon Johnson, he's talented. But Matt Stafford just eighteen for thirty-three, hundred seventy-eight yards, and on the ground a lot. <laughs> so they had they couldn't no. do anything. And as as much as I want to praise the offense here, today's game, today's victory was yeah. defense. I mean, then it's not even close. Well, Defense and P.J. Walker. Let's give P.J. Walker some love here. I mean. Let's talk about P.J. Walker. Let's talk about him. Um, we'll give his stats real quick. 24 of 34, 258 yards, one touchdown, two mm-hmm. interceptions, it, and they were They were ugly, ugly in the worst time and they, ever to throw yeah, an interception. They directly cost us points. At least six points. Yeah. And the way the Panthers have been playing the red zone lately, you know, potentially more than that, but. Yeah, these two interceptions, if you you know didn't watch the game or missed them, they happened in the red zone, in the end zone. Uh, one of them, I don't even know where he was throwing the ball. 
It, maybe he was trying to just throw it out of the oh, back no, of the no. end that zone was a miscommunication. I think uh, DJ Moore, he thought he was going to fade to the corner, and DJ Moore didn't. Yeah, he definitely I, didn't. I saw... But there were also two defenders yeah. back there too, so I don't I don't think it would have been a good it pass wasn't. even if DJ Moore had run the run the route. I counted call, three mistakes by PJ Walker. Two of them were the interception. Mm, okay. Another one was where Robbie Anderson was going to find a softer area of the zone and PJ Walker threw it to a worse one. The ball went incomplete, mm. but it could have had it some worse complications. And that's what I think all the his interceptions were, were just kind of miscommunications. The first interception was him not realizing that the NFL pros are a little bit better than the XFL pros <laughs> in the secondary. And that's the thing, right? Like, we, we don't want to kill him too much because this was his first start ever. He's oh, a young guy. Oh, I'm not guy. killing him at all. You know, Great job. He only had, what, five starts in the XFL, mm-hmm. and he was in the 20s in starts in college. So, you know, and he played at Temple, so wasn't playing the – greatest of competition in the in college but uh yeah this is the first time against elite elite competition and by the way the lions you know they've got some pretty decent corners on that team drafted one in the top five in the draft this year so they've got some players and pj i mean take away those interceptions and he <laughs> that's a great game like a great game. I'm going to go ahead and say Especially he had a for great game situation. for his situation. Yeah. I'm going to be a little harder on him just because those interceptions directly took points off the no, board. You're absolutely right. I mean, if you score those so, two touchdowns I, or even just get field goals as 26 nothing or, you know, 34, yeah. but great job, I thought. So, and, and by yeah, by saying I'm a little harder on him, I'm giving him like a yeah. B minus. You know, so he still had a very good game. Um, I would, I do wish that they would have called a few more runs for him because he looks like he's pretty oh, he quick. Is. And I think that he could have made some things happen, but that, I guess they didn't really have to. I mean, they won 20 to nothing. So hard to really complain that no. much. They did try to sneak him into the end zone and he got stopped at that half yard line. And then, then we ended yeah. up punching it in, but that was a nice yeah, run though. He's just not going to push anybody he over. Like shifty. <laughs> he tried to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep um mike davis uh, the panthers ran a lot in this game didn't run particularly well uh 34 carries for the panthers 116 yards now a few of those are kneel downs you know so really looking at about 31 carries um but 116 yards one touchdown that was from mike davis early in the game and davis himself 19 carries for 64 yards 3.4 yards per carry and then rodney smith eight carries for 29 yards carried a lot in the first yeah really the first couple quarters, and then they pretty much went all Davis in the second half. But uh, I was thinking that maybe Davis was injured or something just as much as they were giving Smith the ball Maybe they early. were trying to just save him more for the second half where they, were, they thought maybe that he could you know break one off. Because this Detroit defense run game or run defense was not, is not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played good no, today. No, it's not. Only giving up 3.4 yards per carry, but I mean – we got the W. Yeah, and that's even that three point four yards per carry is a little inflated because of one DJ Moore rush for twenty one yards. So you take that away, and it looks even worse for the Panthers running the ball. But they did what they needed to do. They controlled the clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had thirty six minutes, almost thirty seven minutes of possession uh, compared to twenty three for the Lions. So that is important always. 
And, I mean, it showed. Like, the Lions, you know, they never got in sync offensively. And defensively, it seemed like they were just always a, a step behind. Yeah. And I, I wonder if Teddy would have been out there, you know, what this score would have been. You know, a Teddy, a healthy Teddy, if the Panthers would have won uh, by 35. I, I mean, I don't but know. But also, I don't know. If Teddy Bridgewater doesn't seem to stretch the field. P.J. Walker tried to throw the deep pass a few times. And I, I was really happy to see that. I know he only connected yeah. on one of them, but... Maybe Teddy can go into the film's room and kind of see that and maybe takes... I hope so. I, ho- I hope he looks at what the connection to Moore, like how beneficial mm-hmm. that was. Because DJ looked like the number one guy yeah. out there today. You know, seven catches, 127 yards. He had the 52-yarder like we talked about. Um, seven catches and he still maintained his average of above 18 yards a catch, which is super impressive. Uh, and then Curtis Samuel, as we said, eight catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he also had a one rush for four yards. Surprised they didn't run him a little more. But yeah, you, again, you won really that beer to. bet, by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I did lose my bold prediction, though, because the Panthers did give up a sack. Um, but uh, Robbie Anderson had seven receptions for 46 I'm yards, you that so they prediction. used him differently that today. That sack was when uh, P.J. Walker was running and he jumped out of bounds before getting touched, and it was, I thought it was at the line, but I guess they marked him at half yard. It was close, yeah, and that was the second half, I remember that. But I also said that they wouldn't give up any turnovers, and, you know, P.J. threw two. So... I'm not going to take it. Uh, and then Mike Davis, two receptions for 15 yards. And that's it. Four four guys caught the ball. So if you want to look at P.J. and room for improvement, and there's a lot, uh, spread the ball around maybe a little more and watch those passes into the end zone. Other than that, I think he had a really yeah. good game. I, coming from where he did to this game, I was scared going into this game because when P.J. Walker was named the starter uh, – about an hour before kickoff because mm-hmm. he's shown me really nothing in the few snaps he's had. He's thrown some Aaron passes. And he, and to be fair to him, it didn't have that many no, no, no. opportunities. No, you're yet. right. You know, coming throw being thrown into the middle of a game versus having the whole week to prepare is definitely different. But you're right. You know, he didn't look good in that in those little bit of time that no. he had. But I was pleasantly surprised with him. Like I said, he needs to clean up a couple mistakes, maybe get into Rhythm with the receivers, knowing what their thought is on a play compared to what he did. But he did enough to win. The defense mm-hmm. did more than enough to win. So, I just, I, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's nice to win. Obviously, the Panthers haven't won in over mm-hmm. a month. So, this is great. We're super stoked. Uh, Panthers moved to four and seven, by the way. Detroit falls to four and six. So I don't know that the playoffs are really within reach here, but it's nice to get back on the the winning side. And the Panthers have winnable games, really three of the next four weeks, um, with the Packers thrown in there in the middle. But uh, you know, this could easily be a seven and seven team a few weeks from now, or you know, seven and eight, eight and eight, something like that, a few weeks from now. So. What does that say for our, you know, our draft status? As usual, the Panthers might <clears throat> fall in the draft a bit, but that, this year was all about. 
I don't want them to letting the young yeah, guys. I was play. gonna say I want them to continue to progress, and that's why I was so upset yeah. last week. Was the progression, right. especially on defense, seemed to stop. It seemed to regress. Finally, I, I see the progression again this week. You know, with Brian Burns getting Sitzak, getting uh, Derek Brown getting a few pressures on Matt Stafford. Still have made a boneheaded illegal uh, hands to the face that gave him another first down. Mm-hmm. He needs to clean that up. But for the most part, I'm seeing young <clears throat> plays. Jeremy Chin lit somebody up. I forget what play, but I saw him light a couple players up and one player in yeah. particular. And then Marvin Jones. And then he was talking trash to him afterwards. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> defensively, the, definitely the best performance we've seen in a long time, I would say, from the Panthers. Um, certainly this year. I, I wonder, you know, it looked like the Panthers were bringing a lot more pressure today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, what was the difference defensively? Was it a game plan thing? Was it playing against more inferior competition? Uh, was it just getting a few stops early and the momentum continued to carry them into, you know, better and better positions throughout the game? I just wonder if it's sustainable moving forward. Or if this was sort of a one I hope it's something we can build on. I mean, yeah, we have the players to get to the quarterback. I mean, Brian Burns had two sacks, but I think he had like four or five QB hits, to, four QB hits, and one pass mm-hmm. deflection that he almost picked and took it to the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, F.A. Obata had two yeah. hits and one and a half <clears throat> sacks. I mean... Etor Gross Matos had a half a sack. I mean, these are the mm-hmm. type of things that are going to build upon. Yeah. It's nice to see these young players getting that opportunity. And, you know, Brian Burns only got credited with two sacks, but he had two half sacks. So he mm-hmm. was in on three total sacks. Um, one of them with Gross Matos, one of them with Albada, obviously. So, but yeah, I mean. <sighs> Burns was amazing. Burns is amazing. I, I don't know. He's every week. It seems like he's doing something different. And I just like how bad he must have been last year for Rivera not to play him. And and he's you know done so much better this year. I'm just kidding. We, we all know why Ron Rivera does not like to start young <clears throat> players. For some reason I have no clue as why. Yeah. But that was something we we railed against him last year for not playing Burns. Yeah, more. absolutely. Because we knew Burns was going to be I mean, good. Bur- Everybody knew it. You could see it. him getting to the quarter. He may not get to the quarterback. Yeah. You could see him coming around that edge like lightning. Mm-hmm. So. He, yeah, he was ready, man. Um, so, yeah, this was a great game. Um, let's see. Uh, shout out to Joey Sly. He had all of his uh, f- kicks that counted today. Oh, two no. for two field no, goal. No, no, had no. a he long one. Give Joey Sly the props that he deserves. He made a thespian fall when that player touched his shoelace. <laughs> he crumbled like a like a cheap lawn chair when that player touched his foot because that he did not need to go as down, well. He should he have went down to get the penalty. Listen, a kicker's foot <laughs> is the most important part. You protect that hey, foot at all costs. Hey, that's what you're supposed to do when you get when you feel a touch. Yeah. You're supposed to go down as a kicker. Yeah, and which did save his, his percentage today because he didn't miss that kick. So 
yeah, 56 yard or first 50. Well, was it maybe the second 50 yard tut, uh, kick that he's made this year? So, and it was perfect. Uh, all his kicks look good except for the one that he missed, but that one didn't count. So, uh, Charlton had a nice, nice uh, punting day today. It seems like every time uh, he's back there. It just it's automatic. Like you don't even worry about him. No, I mean he had a couple early in the first few games that he kind of shanked, but for the most part, yeah. he's been a really good addition to this team. And and maybe I say that because I was not expecting him to be very good based on what we heard coming out of camp. So he's been very very good from uh, from my perspective. But uh, Detroit also nice punting game. No kicks for Detroit, obviously. No points for Detroit. This was just a domination on the Panthers' part. Yeah, it killed really him. was. Absolutely killed them. It yep. looked like the Panthers were trying to get into the playoffs, had playoff hopes, and Detroit was already thinking about next season. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about? Just game breakdown no, not wise. not really. I... Yeah, I mean, as... as... <laughs> As nice as this win was, just not a ton happened. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we don't really have much to talk about offensively for the Lions, um, and then the Panthers defensively. Obviously, we've gone ad- on ad nauseum about that. So, yeah, this was just kind of a, a as great a Panthers win as you could hope for. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, anytime you shut out the other team is great, and then the Panthers did more than enough offensively. Especially to get the when win. you're you're trotting out your backup quarterback, <laughs> your backup running back. I mean, mm-hmm. if you usually start your backup running back and backup quarterback, you're just going to assume you're going to have a bad day, especially when your defense has been struggling, period. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you ha- were missing two starters on the mm-hmm. offensive line. And then Dennis Daly went so, down, too. Yeah, somebody on Twitter, um, one of the guys, uh, actually Jonathan Alexander for the Charlotte Observer, who we had on our show earlier this year, uh, he was saying before the game started how surprised he was to see how many people were picking the Panthers to win this game. You know, given all of that, all of that that we just talked about. Um, and honestly, you know, I did pick the Panthers to win, but that was before yeah. I knew that that PJ was gonna or that PJ was gonna be starting the game. Had I had an opportunity to change my pick, I, I might have, um, but. I didn't have an opportunity, so I'm, I'm going to count that as a win for me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it is a little surprising the Panthers were so dominant given all of those yeah. factors. Uh, it's it's shocking almost. It, it, but I'm going to take it. Oh, <laughs> like, definitely. It was a fun game to watch. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm enjoying doing this podcast so much more today than I did last week. I mean. Yeah. Not only that, we're, we're doing it during the daytime. So I'm awake. awake. Which is really nice. <laughs> and I'm having a beer or two, you know, while I'm recording yeah, today. Yeah, Not half asleep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back and finish it out. This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best-tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all-natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high-quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing, Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit-infused gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry, and CBD-infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. 
Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off of their next purchase from wildcbd.com by using the code POD. That's code POD for 30% off of your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended only for use by individuals aged 18 or older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All Wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing 0% THC. Consult with a health professional prior to using Wild CBD in combination with any medications or other dietary supplements. And we are back. Alright, it's time to talk heroes and zeros. Uh, Jerry, I think we have several options for heroes in this game. I'll let you go first and have your pick. This This is tough. So many heroes. I'm giving it to the whole defense. Anytime you shut... I mean, I'm cheating. <laughs> I know I am. But anytime you shut yeah. out a defense or an offense, you deserve it. Especially how many struggles... And me, personally, I have been harping on them for not getting the other team off the field. In this game, they got them off the field every chance they had. I mean, they, they dominated on third down. They forced them to punt. They... Honorable mention to all of to uh, PJ Walker for being able to step in and play good, but that defense, hats off, Brian Burns. I think you deserve that C on your chest because I feel like he's really the momentum that goes with that defense. But. Agreed, and you know, if I were gonna cheat, you know, I would also say that. <laughs> um, I think Brian Burns is definitely the defensive hero. I'm yeah, I am gonna go ahead and give it to PJ Walker. Um, I know he did have those two awful, awful interceptions, um, but this game could have gone a lot worse uh, had P.J. Walker not been ready. And he came out and he looked ready. He commanded the offense, and they had to respect him. The, the Lions had to respect P.J. Walker. They could not load up. They could not come after him uh, like they potentially could, a guy that was scared out of mm-hmm. his wits back there. Uh, he looked like he belonged. And, you know, those – those two interceptions, they are about the worst interceptions that you could throw because of the implications of missing the point. But I am going to go ahead and get it to PJ. Uh, great job coming in. And for your first start, I mean, you get the win. You get the victory formation. First touchdown pass. I couldn't be any happier for him. No, I can't either. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, and now zeros. I'm sure you won't give a zero because you cheat, as we know. Um, I am going to go ahead and give a zero to Ian Thomas. Uh, zero catches for him, so I'm going to give him a zero. I'm actually going to give it to Joe Brady's time management. There's another <laughs> time where we had to call a timeout because he's not getting the ball out. And again, there's multiple times. P.J. Walker is not audibling when he's draw- walking to the line like Teddy Bridgewater is. So mm-hmm. these are bad Joe Brady calls getting to his headset to P.J. Walker, where all the times was clicking down at three, two, one. And then there's one in the red zone that we ended up taking a penalty. Why aren't you next to that ref when you know it's that low to call a timeout? Yeah. So, And, and I don't know if that's on Matt Rule or if that's on Joe Brady. Uh, but the time management is definitely a so problem. So that's who I'm giving it to. I am not yeah. giving it to him for his play calling or anything. I'll, I'm calling out the time management issue here. Okay, yeah. Um. Yeah, I can support that. The time management has been a problem all season yeah. long. 
So again, I don't know if it's more on Joe Brady or more on uh, Matt Rule, but I think you could just say coaching staff, time management. Yeah, and in, in a game there. that we win twenty to nothing, it's hard to find a zero, especially when the defense has finally like looked good, really good. Mm-hmm. So, and overall, I think coaching staff gets an A. Oh yeah, because the game plan was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the execution, other than the time management issues were pretty good, you know, outside of the interceptions. Uh, defensively, I mean, Phil Snow, this, and, you know, we killed you last week. We eviscerated you last week. We were calling for your head last week. Uh, nice job. Yeah. I mean, great this is what we needed you, to see from you. You brought the pressure. You didn't get home every da- time you brought pressure, but you made Matt Stafford nervous, and that's what you need mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so this is yeah, this is the first time the Panthers have given up less than 16 points in a game all year long, and it was zero. So can't do much better than that. No. All right, game grade, um, Jerry. No, I'm gonna kick it off since oh. I gave you the first zero, okay. hero. Um, so I'm giving this game an a solid A. Mm. Um, just defensively, it was a plus 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 plus. Yep, and then offensively it was probably a B plus, and uh, I, because they did leave points on the board, so I'm just going solid A. I think uh, the defense definitely carries this this grade for me, and they carried the game overall. So A, solid. I was actually going to go A minus. Um, same okay. with you, with the simple fact that the defense A plus. You held them mm-hmm. to zero, so you caused a turnover, the, or you got the turnover. I mean, didn't really cause the fumble, but great job. Can't talk. Yeah. Offense only scored twenty points on a defense that's giving up thirty points per game. Mm-hmm. PJ Walker, you made those two two horrible interceptions that took points off the board. A little bit there, but not much. So A minus, just a couple little bit of room improvement. O line, great job. I mean, PJ Walker had most of the time, and then he was able to escape any time that it did kind of collapse on him. Yeah. And the uh, sack not, he didn't even actually take. He kind of ran out of bounds, I guess, half a yard short. I guess it was happy. I mean, it, it looked to me like it was uh, at the line. It was pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But they gave him the sack, so whatever. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So that is our breakdown of the game. Let's look around the league here a little bit. Obviously, we had an early game today, so there haven't been a ton of games played. Um, but uh, big news coming out of Cincinnati, Joe Burrow got crushed and basically said that he'll see everyone next year. So uh, sounds like it's pretty serious, whatever happened. Yeah, it, it was a hit on his knee. He kind of got yeah. hit both different directions, one low, one high, and you kind of see his knee kind of go on the way it's not supposed to bend. Yeah. Uh, you hate to see it. he's having a great year for the number one draft pick. He made the Cincinnati Bengals watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's Ryan Finley time. Uh, poor Bengals so, fans. Uh, hey, Washington, yeah. you're still in the hunt for the NFC East with that win. You're three and seven. That's right. <laughs> three and seven. And Philadelphia <laughs> lost today to Cleveland of all, of all teams. Cleveland now seven and three, by the way, um, doing it. Basically on the backs of their defense and their run running backs. Uh, yeah. Nick Chubb had a hundred another hundred yard game today. He's been great since he's come back. 
But Carson Wentz, uh, I think it's time to kind of give up on Carson Wentz. He leads the league in turnovers. He had another two interceptions today. And one of them, the one that I saw, the first one that he threw, was just about as ugly an interception as you could possibly do. Just floated it out there in the flat, and the defense didn't even have to try. I did not see the other interception, but... Um, it's so weird. I mean, at ugh. one time, he looked like an MVP caliber quarterback yeah. during the season, and now he's just... I don't know. I've yeah. also heard that the team around him just hates him. Like, that the other players, like, literally just don't like him and don't want to play with him. Yeah, I, I think he's a lot like Aaron Rodgers personality-wise, but he just doesn't have the talent to back it up. So. Yeah, I think he's a good. he could be a good quarterback, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I did want to talk a little bit about the Saints, just because Taysom Hill started today. And had an okay game. Uh, 18 for 23, 233 yards. Uh, had two rushing touchdowns, 10 carries for 51 yards. So definitely did his best, you know, Cam Newton, Josh Allen type uh, impression, I guess, where you, you know, you throw in the ball so you can run the ball, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, they won 24 to 9 over the Falcons. So held the Falcons to nine points. Another team that the defense is really kind of carrying them, defense and rushing are, are carrying that team. Yeah, I was shocked that they gave him such a big contract this offseason. And then I thought they were going to start Winston. So good for him. I mean, I guess he, they gave him a big contract for like a 28, 29-year-old quarterback who hasn't started a game this offseason. Yeah, I think he's 30. I think he's 30 years old, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's he's up so, there because he was on... Yeah, he is 30. He's 30 years old. Because he went to BYU and did that missionary mm-hmm. and... Missionary, yep. Um, yeah, Jameis Winston, no passes at all in this game. So a lot of people were thinking that he was going to... That, you know, Sean Payton was, was kind of pulling one over on everybody and Winston would be in there as much as Hill, but not a single offensive package run for Jameis Winston, so... I didn't I, nice job, Taysom Hill. I mean, today was the, the day of the backup quarterback, I guess. I mean, 18 out. He, he did good. He hasn't really he thrown well. the ball. Yeah. He's always running those gadget plays where he runs the ball and occasionally passes, but he threw the ball well. Yeah, he did fun, He did lose a fumble as well. Uh, actually, he was trying to run a touchdown, and he lost a fumble, so it could have been an even bigger game for him. But, uh, uh, yeah, any other games out there you wanted to talk about Steelers um, remain undefeated 10 and 0 yeah Steelers still undefeated uh, 10 uh, and 0 right Titans defeat the Baltimore Ravens what happened to the Ravens I thought they were supposed <laughs> to be like world beaters up there with the Chiefs this year and they're not yeah then the Ravens were in control of this game as well they they I think we're up like 21 to 10 or something at one point and Tennessee came roaring back in the fourth quarter and then won it in overtime. So uh, Derrick Henry, big game, 28 carries, 133 yards. So, yeah, uh, the Ravens just haven't looked – Lamar Jackson in particular has not looked nearly as good as he did last year. No, I, and Well, supposedly their offense hasn't changed at all from last year, and players are calling it out on defense while they're mm-hmm. winding up. I mean, I know their offense coordinator, I can't think of his name right now, it got a lot of head coaching love last year, and it looks like that's going to go away. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember his name either, but yeah, you're right. I want to say Romeo something. or Yeah, it's something with an R. 
<laughs> um, Cam and the Patriots lose again to the lowly Houston Texans today. Um, although Cam had a pretty decent game, threw for 365 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Demir Bird had a massive game for the Patriots, by the way. Old, your old flame, Demir Bird, six catches for 132 yards and a touchdown. So he is by far their best receiver. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I think saw that's promise in him. It. I mean, he's a speedy guy. He had decent hands. He can get yeah. his two butt cheeks in bounds when needed. Well, he's just he's so inconsistent because even this year, like uh, a couple of weeks ago, he's five catches for sixty-five yards. Then the next week, zero. Then the next week, it's this week. You know, six for one hundred thirty-two. So, you know, he. I think I guess he just needs more opportunities. But um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I think we talked about pretty much every game. So that's the around the league portion. So far, Denver and Miami playing right now. Uh, Chargers killing the Jets. No surprise. Green Bay and Indy, a close game. And Dallas, uh, a close game against Minnesota. So, yeah, that Dallas-Minnesota game is a big game now because the NFC East is all knotted up I'm there. I'm telling you, somebody <laughs> is going to win that division just because they get five wins. Five if, wins is going to win a, win a uh, division this year, I bet. If Dallas wins this game, then every team will be either three six and one or three and seven. <laughs> Can you imagine that three division. six and one being a? Uh... Oh my gosh, that is crazy. That's absolutely. That's it terrible. doesn't matter. They're, the Eagles are still number one, even with this win. Yeah, the Eagles. Even if the Cowboys <laughs> win, the Eagles will still be number one. They've lost two in a row, so. Too bad wow. the Panthers weren't in that division. We'd walk all over it. <laughs> I know. That's literally anybody. I mean, do you want to make a bet right now? Who's going to win that division? Let's just make. Let's just make a fun bet. Who's going to win that division? Because it's basically they're all tied. I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I want to happen. I think Washington's going to win that division. Mm, I could see it. I could. The reason I could see it is I think good coaching can win that division. And yeah, I think Ron Rivera is a decent, good coach. He's the best coach in the division, I think. Doug Peterson is like the Joe Flacco of coaches. He's like trying to make his bones on that one Super Bowl. See, I, I disagree. I'm going to go the Eagles. I'm going to go the Eagles because I think Doug Peterson is better than that. But he has to figure out Carson Wentz. He has to figure out whether he just benches him for Jalen Hurts or something. He's going to have to do it. Okay. Well, that's that's our beer bed of the season, I guess, non-Panthers related. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it, Jerry. Yep. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Makes Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read the comment on the show. And we will be back on Thursday for the preview. Uh, yeah, I guess it'll be Thursday, even though that's technically Thanksgiving. We will. Our I don't show know, maybe will we'll talk be about released that. probably on Thursday, maybe Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but we'll be back before next week's uh, game, at least. And until then, everybody, stay safe, enjoy this victory, and keep pounding. <laughs>